Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Aging Younger with David and Stephanie Tippy, founders of the Anti-Aging Clinic in Water Hill, Florida, where the alternatives matter. Now here are your hosts, David and Stephanie Tippy. Hello to our listeners. I'm David Tippy. Welcome to the Aging Younger Show. And this is Stephanie Tippy. Welcome to Aging Younger Radio. David and I broadcast live from our clinic in Tamarack, Florida. We can be reached at 954-742-4430, and you can visit us online at agingyounger.net. Thank you all to our loyal listeners. David and I, we have reached over 146,000 global listeners, and we are very, very proud to be here and to have achieved that status. Thank you, Blog Talk Radio, for the venue. And again, thank you for our global listeners to having made us featured hosts here on Blog Talk Radio. The big question is why do you refuse food? Proven healthy and elect toxins in their place? Good question. Most mainstream dietary advice recommends low-fat or non-fat dairy, but do you understand what real non-processed dairy is? It is far healthier to eat and drink whole non-processed dairy products with all Mother Nature's fat left in it. Who would have thought shopping for food could be so difficult? Wander around any supermarket and you'll be bombarded with packaging plastered with nutrition labels, helpful logos to help you assess the healthiness or otherwise of your contents. Almost all packages state that it helps to reduce cholesterol. That alone will inform the intelligent to stay far away from that food. When reading all of the labels, your head could be spinning with the conflicting messages you recall from the health experts and the watchdogs. One minute the experts are telling you to avoid eggs because of cholesterol. The next We're told eggs are fine after all, as the cholesterol found in foods does not lead to any heart condition. In fact, some dietary cholesterol is actually essential for maintaining health. Of course, you will find that out as we go along here. The next result is that many of us end up with a basket full of processed food that is anything but healthy. Surely there must be a clear, practical way for people to recognize and locate food that's healthy, affordable, and last but not least, tastes great. If you choose locally farmed, mainly unprocessed, or only minimally processed, and uh, regularly eat a variety of foods from all major food groups, you don't need to worry too much about making the healthier choices. It will be done for you. Going organic is a preferable uh, choice, but there are still certain things you need to understand 
about everyday foodstuffs, including the processed stuff, to ensure you eat a health, as healthy as possible. Many people have been put off, uh, have, have put off whole milk because of its fat content, but most are unaware that whole, full fat milk is not actually a high-fat food. Generally, anything over 20% is deemed high-fat, but unprocessed cow's milk is not a high-fat food. Milk usually contains between three to seven five three point seven percent and five percent fat per one hundred milliliters, even if it's made with richer natural cow's milk. The ultimate man-made ingredient that will make you fat, guess what, is the artificial sweeteners. Now it's sold as providing the body with a sweet taste minus the calories. This is how it is marketed. It's no surprise that artificial sweeteners are widely used in diet and low-calorie food. But research is stacking up to suggest that although these sweeteners can convince the taste buds that they are sugar, the brain cannot be tricked. We are smart. Indeed, some studies have shown that consuming such sweeteners is more likely to make people pile on the weight then reduce it. One theory is that our bodies, which have been programmed to deal with natural foods, expect a very sweet taste to be accompanied by calories. And when it isn't, they go on a calorie hunt. In other words, you drink a Diet Cola, but still feel like eating other sweet stuff afterwards. Now, another possibility is that artificial sweeteners just don't satisfy the reward areas of the brain, as sugar does, so they cause the craving for more sweet food and create a dependency on it. Despite being heavily promoted as a health food in recent years, soy contains naturally occurring toxins or anti-nutrients, one being phytoestrogen, which is an endocrine disruptor. Another example, soy has high levels of phytic acid, which can reduce the body's ability to assimilate essential minerals like calcium, magnesium, copper, iron, and zinc. Soy also contains uh, trypsin inhibitors, which impairs the body's ability to digest protein and have been linked to pancreatic disorders and even stunted growth. When soy is fermented, these toxins are largely removed. However, tofu and endomaine beans, the green beans popular in health food shops, are not fermented, so uh, eat these only in small quantities. If you must eat them at all, perhaps surprisingly, traditional forms of soy, such as soy sauce, are likely to be much healthier than the modern types of soy because they undergo a long fermentation process that neutralizes the toxins. I can't say much for a poison that has been rendered less poisonous as being the food that I would be searching for. The fact that sugar is not good for you is hardly front page news. We know it destabilizes blood sugar and insulin levels, encouraging fat production and storage and triggering processes 
that can lead to type 2 diabetes and, yes, high blood pressure. But ironically, um, uh, 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 triacal, which is uh, is any uncrystallized syrup made during the refining of sugar or is a byproduct of the processing of sugarcane or beets into sugar, known as molasses, it does have some good points. Some good points. It is surprisingly rich in certain beneficial minerals, those being iron, calcium, copper, manganese, and potassium, and contains useful B vitamins with, which help us to give you energy and support the brain. A teaspoon of triacle in your morning green juice can become a powerful additive. Triacle or fancy molasses as it is popularly called, is a rich dark brown color, concentrated sugarcane juice manufactured by concentrating the fully matured tropical sugarcane stalks. The thick syrup has a characteristic tropical molasses aroma and a consistency of supple, as supple as uh, honey butter. Before processing food became popular, they started with the introduction of refined white sugar. Products such as honey, syrups, and treacle were used as the main sweetening agents before then. Now, honey is sweet syrup produced by honeybees, not man, and when man gets his hands on it and refines it and makes it pretty, the educated would stay far away from it. Bees deposit nectar into the honeycombs and seal them with the beeswax to preserve the honey. Honey is made up of a solution of sugars, glucose and fructose, and minerals in water and is twice as sweet as sugar, sucrose, the real kind that does not produce disease such as diabetes. A triacol can be extracted from many different plant sources, including coconut and uh, chytril palms, maple and sugarcane, but if it is not cold processed for extracting the juice or the sap from a plant, then it becomes a toxin to the body. These products, honey from the bees and treacle, cold processed, are rich in Mother Nature's sugar and contain vitamins and minerals, therefore provide energy without toxicity to the body. We know that white bread is not great for us, but some whole meal breads can also be lumped into that very same category. This is because they are like white they are similar to white bread in that they have a high glycemic index. And this simply means that it can cause surges of blood sugar and the fat storage hormone insulin. This in turn encourages the body to lay down the fat. As a result, consuming large quantities of these types of bread can be fattening even though they contain little or no fat. These breads are also not very effective at satisfying your appetite because carbohydrate is more rapidly digested than protein or fat. So it just may leave you hungry after an hour or two and leave you craving something else to eat, encouraging overeating. If in doubt, 
go for a whole, a whole meal bread made from properly fermented wheat, rye, or any other whole grain. Processed butter has become has become the dietary boogeyman because it contains saturated fat and increases the bad LDL cholesterol. However, the theory that cholesterol in, in food increases the incidence of heart disease is being revised. Additionally, HDL cholesterol is a vital component of every cell membrane, and we speak about this almost every week. Cholesterol supports the brain, and without it, the body cannot make certain hormones, such as cortisol, oestrogen, and testosterone. So when you go to your doctor to get your cholesterol tested, your HDL and LDL will be the only two measurements measured. The LDL is like the taxicab driver escorting your vital nutrients to the proper locations. However, it's the LDLP, the P representing particle, is not measured and is the only one that has any effect on the heart or coronary heart disease. Educating people on the role of blood lipids, or in other words, blood fats, and their association with the risk of cardiovascular disease can be a difficult task. There are many types of lipids, and most of them play an important role for body functions. Nonetheless, some lipid measurements may reflect increased risk of heart disease. Still, it is important to understand that a correlation between different subtypes of fats and lipoproteins and the risk of heart disease does not have to imply a casual relationship. In other words, correlation does not prove causation. Cholesterol is most often associated with risk of heart disease, and we believe that is only to be able to sell statin drugs to lower it. Also, high blood pressure levels of cholesterol, low-density lipoprotein cholesterol, or LDLC, in particular, have been associated in the medical pharmaceutical sickness industry with increased risk. To be able to travel outside the cells and in the circulation, cholesterol molecules are tied to different types of proteins. The term lipoprotein describes these combinations of fats and protein. Most people are aware that there are two types of cholesterol depending on the types of protein that carry the cholesterol molecules. High-density lipid cholesterol, HDLC, is often termed the good cholesterol, while LDLC is usually termed the bad boy cholesterol. HDL and LDL are two of five major lipoproteins that enable transport of different fat molecules, including cholesterol, and therefore are vital to your good health. Although the medical pharmaceutical sickness industry field has acknowledged LDL particles, that's LDLP, as the driving force behind plaque buildup in the arteries since the 1950s. A diagnostic test did not exist to measure LDL particle numbers. As a result, LDLC was adopted for as the 
for the measurement of the LDL quantity, and this produces more statin drug sales, which in turn decreases the health of the individual who did not require the reduction. If your physician does not know the difference in, between LDLC and LDLP, please find a doctor that uses testing that directly counts the number of LDL particles, the LDLP, because the test exists today. What is not favorable to the drug sales, as David just mentioned, clinical studies show that LDLP uh, by the NMR lipoprofile test is the more clinically reliable measure of LDL, allowing physicians to thoroughly manage LDL-related risk factors for heart disease. Only small, dense LDL particles are associated with heart disease, whereas large, buoyant LDL are either benign or may protect against heart disease. Dietary cholesterol has a negligible effect on total blood LDL cholesterol levels. However, eating eggs every day reduces small, dense LDL, which in turn reduces the risk of heart disease. Isn't that something? The best way to, to lower small, dense LDL or LDLP and protect yourself from heart disease is to eat a balanced, organic, natural diet, drink the correct water and the correct amount of water on a daily basis, exercise and balance your lean body to fat ratio, throw your scale away, and simply use your tape measure for tracking your body balance. Lean muscle weighs more than fat, and when your body is in balance with muscle and fat, it it, everything will be in the correct overall weight. Most diet programs cause the elimination of muscle in the beginning to cause the scale to drop quicker and for you to be more likely to keep on buying into that diet program stuff. Remember, you're losing muscle and not fat. This is a fatal mistake because the lean muscle is what metabolizes and fat does not metabolize. So to be healthy, one must maintain the correct ratio of lean muscle to fat. This can only be tested with an impedance test, which we do here at our clinic and we offer to our clients. You can go to our website and read all about it at agingyounger.net. Simply click on the home page and go to services and look at body composition analysis or please feel free to give us a call and set up your consultation. Our number is 954-742-4430. Get your paper and pen. Jot down our number. It is 954-742-4430. And our website is agingyounger.net. The educated people should no longer simply believe what they are told by the medical establishment or mainstream media, even if. 50 million people say a foolish thing. It is still a foolish thing. The oversimplified view of HDL cholesterol as good and LDL cholesterol as bad is not only incomplete, it has also directly contributed to
to the continuing heart disease epidemic worldwide, but has sold trillions of dollars in drugs. Let us proceed a step further in this misconception. LDL and HDL are not cholesterol. Did you hear that? We refer to them as cholesterol, but they aren't LDL, or low-density lipoprotein, and HDL, high-density lipoprotein, are proteins that transport cholesterol through the blood. Cholesterol, like all fats, doesn't dissolve in water or blood, so it must be transported through the blood by these lipoproteins. The names LDL and HDL refer to the different types of lipoprotein that transport cholesterol. In addition to cholesterol, lipoproteins carry three fat molecules, polyunsaturated, monounsaturated, saturated or otherwise known as triglyceride. Cholesterol is a waxy fat particle that almost every cell in the body synthesizes which should give you some clue about its importance for the physiology and physiological function. You do not have a cholesterol level in your blood because there is no cholesterol in the blood. We speak of our cholesterol levels. What is actually being measured is the level of various lipoproteins like the LDL and the HDL. Bet you, you were never told the real true story about cholesterol, which brings us back to the subject at hand. The co- uh, consensus belief, as I'm sure everybody is aware, is that LDL is bad cholesterol and HDL is good cholesterol. Further, we are advertised to by the drug companies that high levels of LDL put us at risk for heart disease and low levels of LDL protect, protect us from it. Likewise, low levels of HDL are a risk factor for heart disease, and high levels are protective. With this simple explanation, drug companies can sell more than $14 billion worth of cholesterol-lowering drugs, and the drug companies guard the fact that LDL cholesterol is not bad at all. In order for cholesterol-carrying lipoproteins to cause disease, They have to damage the wall of an artery. The smaller an LDL particle is, the more likely it is to do this damage. In fact, there was a study done in 1988, and that study showed that small dense LDL, or the LDLP, are three times more likely to cause heart disease than normal LDL, which really is seen as the taxicab driver, as we stated earlier on the show, for transporting the cholesterol, the very necessary hormone, through the blood to the receptor sites. Large LDL are buoyant and easily move through the circulatory system without damaging the arteries. So let's think of it this way. Small, dense LDL are like the BBs. Large, buoyant LDL are like the beach balls. If you throw a beach ball at a window, nothing happens. But if you shoot that window with a BB gun, it's going to break. Another problem with with small LDL is that they are more susceptible to oxidation. 
Oxidized LDL or OxLDL is formed when the fats in the LDL particles react with oxidation and hence will break down. Researchers have shown that the smaller and denser LDL gets the more uh, quickly uh, it oxidizes when they uh, subject it to uh, oxidants in a test tube. Why does this matter? Well, uh, oxidized LDL is a far greater risk factor for heart disease than normal. LDL, a large protective study by the uh, KORA study group, showed that participants with high oxid oxidative LDL had more than four times the risk of heart attack than people with lower oxidative LDL. We hope it's clear by now that the notion of good and bad cholesterol is misleading, incomplete, and at the very least incompetent. Here's where the story gets even more interesting and tragic, we must say. Researchers working in this area have defined what we call pattern A and pattern B. Now stick with me here because this might get a little bit confusing. I'm going to keep relating back to it so we so it stays as clear as possible. Pattern A is when small dense LDL is low and large buoyant LDL is high and the HDL is high. That's pattern A. Then pattern B is when small dense LDL is high, HDL is low, and triglycerides are high. Now, pattern B is strongly associated with increased risk of heart disease, whereas pattern A is not. It is not saturated fat or cholesterol that increases the amount of small, dense LDL. We have in our blood because, guess what? It's caused by carbohydrates. Dr. Ronald Krauss has shown that reducing saturated fat and increasing uh, carbohydrate intakes shifts the pattern A to pattern B. Remember, pattern B is the bad pattern. And in the process, significantly increases your, heart your risk of heart disease. Ironically, this is exactly what the American Heart Association and other similar organizations have been recommending for decades. Remember now, pattern B is when small, dense LDL is high, HDL is low, and triglycerides are high and is associated with increased risk of heart disease. In Dr. Krause's study, participants who ate the most saturated fat had the largest LDL and vice versa. Dr. Krause also tested the effect of his dietary intervention on HDL, the so-called good cholesterol. Studies have found that the largest HDL particles provide the greatest protective effect against heart disease. Are you starting to see why this is not published to the American public who take more drugs than anyone in the world, yet we have the most unhealthiest people who do not live the longest in this world's population? Now, compared to diets high in both total and saturated fat, Compared to low-fat, high-carb diets, decreased uh, HDL uh, 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 D, 2B particles. 
This is yet another blow to the American Heart Association's recommendations, where it has been proven once again that using their suggested low-fat diet, reduced HDL uh, particles in men and women of diverse racial backgrounds. Now they admit that following the advice of the American Heart Association is hazardous to your health. The amount of cholesterol in the diet is only weakly correlated with blood cholesterol levels. A recent review of the scientific literature published in the current opinion in clinical care clearly indicates that egg consumption has no discernible impact on blood cholesterol levels in 70% of the population. It is absolutely absurd. We want to go over and over and tell each of our clients to simply listen to the fact that we are trying to teach and not prescribe. We know that those words uh, treat and cure belong are, are rented by the uh, drug companies, and therefore the FDA would come down on us harshly. So we want to give the education to you, choice matters, and when you receive the education and apply it to yourself, trust us, it's still not against the law for you to cure, treat and cure yourself. So please, give us a call, and always remember, our show every week at the same time. We have run out of time. We will we'll be back on the air next week. Thank you for being here. And uh, have a healthy, aging, younger week. God bless. You've been listening to Aging Younger with David and Stephanie Tippy. You've just heard that alternative.